from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to America Works, excerpts from interviews with contemporary workers throughout the United States, collected by the library's American Folklife Center as part of its Occupational Folklife Project. This America Works podcast features fishnet maker Sarah Fortin, who works for Reader's Trawl and Scallop Gear Marine Supply in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Fortin, who grew up in the community, talks about learning her trade, the skills she needed to master, and her boss, Tor Bendixson. She also told us about the vibrant community of fellow workers who continue to make New Bedford one of America's most important fishing ports. Fortin was interviewed on behalf of the American Folklife Center by oral historian Fred Calabretta from the New Bedford Fishing Heritage Center. Several years ago, this wonderful Heritage Center received an Archie Green Fellowship from the American Folklife Center to document almost 60 New Bedford workers employed in an amazing variety of waterfront trades. I never had any fishermen in my family, but my dad used to do some work painting boats and stuff like that down by the docks, and then... He actually worked for this company. He was a machinist, like a welder, and he worked on trawl doors and stuff. And I was a 15-year-old kid that needed a job, so I came here, and then Tor kind of just gradually taught me things, and I never left. So So um, when was that? What year did you start? Oh, jeez. Um, I was still in high school, so that's what? I'm 29 now, so that's about... 2003, maybe? Something like that. 2002, three. And did you start full-time? No, I was no. just, I was coming in after school and, you know, building some chafing gears and, well, I don't, that's kind of, I don't know if you know what that is, but yeah. just uh, little piece things that I could make, you know, a certain amount of money and I could just take my time and get them done. And then I got quick at it, so Tor decided to keep me and teach me some other stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I first started, I was kind of doing... I was building chafing gears that go on um, cod ends on the bottom of the cod end so that when it brushes up against the ocean floor, it doesn't chafe out the expensive twine. And uh, I just kind of started doing those. My dad used to bring them to the house, and I learned how to do it at home, and then I just ended up coming into the shop and doing them here. And it was, you know, 15, 16-year-old kid making 80 bucks in four hours. That was gold. So I stuck around, kept doing that, and as I got better at it, tore decided to have me build like little survey trawls and stuff. He'd cut out all the pieces and start out all the seams for me and get everything lined up and then I'd just go on and do it and then have him come cut it out when I did it wrong and have to redo the whole thing. And it was kind of a painful process, but uh, over time he saw some kind of potential in me, I guess, and taught me all sorts of stuff. So now I can take a net plan and a bale of twine and turn it into a trawl. I kind of, I'm I kind of a, I guess, Jane of all trades. I do all sorts of stuff around, like I'll make wires and uh, the, the sweeps and the, I don't do that that often. That's usually the guys that do that. But I can build the sweeps and all the ground gear and then the, the net that goes with it and put all that together and working with the shackles and the chains and all that stuff. 
And what, what are your regular, uh, what's your regular schedule? What days and hours do you work? Uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30. Okay. And here and there, I'll come in on a Saturday if we've got a lot of stuff to do or need an extra little bit of cash that week or something, I'll come in yeah. for Saturday mornings. But for the most part, it's straight 40 hours. Do you ever get sort of like, you know, emergency work if somebody tears up a net on the bottom oh, or something? Yeah. And yeah, I'll be in the middle of a brand new net project on the floor and then Tor will get a call that somebody snagged up on something they want to go fishing tomorrow so or the next day or something. So we'll get a net. They'll bring in a net and we'll just have to drop everything that we're doing and get to that. I mean, it depends, you know. He balances out what's emergent and stuff like that. I don't really make that call. That's that's more him. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to jump between things all the time for people coming in. Oh no, I broke my wire. Oh no, I lost half my my stuff. I got I knew everything, and it'll be a net I just built two months ago, and they lost the whole thing or shredded uh, yeah. it all up. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. But uh, what is what's what's the hardest part of the of the work, or what what's the toughest part, or what? don't you like so much you know um, well, the hard part is probably staying on point like staying energized and on my game 40 hours I mean it's physically demanding being on your feet all day and lifting and pulling and tugging and doing all that kind of stuff it's tiring so it's you know it's it's Sometimes, some days it's hard to get through the day just because I'm just tired, you know, my body's tired or my hands are hurting and they're tired, you know, that's, that's tough. I wear gloves when I can because, like, when I'm doing wire and chain and stuff like that, I'll wear gloves because you get caught on the little burrs and stuff like that all the time. But I, with twine, I choose speed and dexterity over gloves because if – because I gotta like hold things and then bring the twine around and pull a knot over my fingertips and I'll lose the tips of the gloves all the time. So I can't, I can't, I can't do gloves. I need, I need to feel what I'm doing. I got my uh, my handy dandy knife belt uh, and then um, you know I use the plastic needles to lace the twine on to you know pass it through and all that stuff. Uh, Sometimes I got spikes that I use and fids and things to splice ropes and uh, combo wires and stuff like that. Um, then when you get into the wires, I got all sorts of things. I got, um, you know, the thimbles and the sleeves and the presses and the vices and grinders and uh, uh, I can't even think of the words for all. Uh, most of them I just call thingamajigs because I can't remember. But uh, what about um, you know? What about the whole the whole thing about um, like not being a guy? And is it was it tougher getting into the to the work? I mean, did you feel like you had to prove yourself because you're a woman and uh, to get into any of that? Or I mean, there's been a bit of a struggle here and there with some of the old timers, like because they don't they're just not used to seeing a, a woman that knows as much as I do about the twine and stuff and it's kind of hard for a 60 70 year old man who's been working with men on a boat his whole life sometimes to accept that there's a you know 20 something year old girl that knows more than him so I mean there's been a little struggle there but for the most part everybody's everybody's nice you know they're they understand that that I know what I'm talking about and I, I haven't really struggled with the whole respect thing I mean 
it's it's there. I mean, a lot of times I'll get that little like, damn, you're really going for a girl. Like, look at you. Like, you know, stuff like that. But it's all positive. I haven't really gotten anything negative yeah. from. I'm just the girl at radars. Pretty much everybody knows who I am because there's not that many women in the industry. So. That. Yeah, no, they'll come in and compliment my stuff all the time or let me know that what I built for them is working out and they'll have they'll thank me all the time helping them with with stuff outside and and their gear and all that. They they they're good. You've been listening to Fishnet maker Sarah Fortin, who was interviewed on behalf of the American Folklife Center by oral historian Fred Calabretta from the New Bedford Fishing and Heritage Center. To hear the complete interview with Sarah Fortin, please visit us online at www.loc.gov forward slash folklife. On behalf of the American Folklife Center, this is folklorist Nancy Gross. Thank you for listening to America Works. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.